0: Part of the Press Play Podcast Network. Look up in the sky; it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. This is Jason J. Lewis, the voice of Superman on Justice League Action. This is Mark Wade, writer of Superman. You're listening to the Krypton Report.
1: To the Krypton Report podcast, now part of the Press Play Podcast Network. We are dedicated to all things related to DC comics with a strong focus on Superman and all things Kryptonian. We discuss movies, TV shows, games, and of course, comics. I am your host, Tyler, the Superman of Blue, the Man of Tomorrow. And with me, as always, is the other Superman, that guy who's red. We're not talking about his tan, we're talking about his color of his heart. Welcome, James Cole.
0: And <laughs> the color of my heart. Yeah, I no, I lost it there. Well, it's too cold. <laughs> it's too cold to go out there and catch a sunburn right now.
1: <laughs> I was going to be like that man in red, not Santa, but it's, we're too far from Christmas <laughs> or, or the flash. Speaking of being far from the flash, man, let's just kick it off right out the gate. <clears throat> Dude. All right. So first they announced they're going to move super pets. And I'm like, okay, moving to July. I guess that kind of makes sense. It's more midsummer movie. All right. Um, It's two months. Okay. Then The Rock announces that with that, that also they're going to move Black Adam. And I'm like, hold on, bro. Hold on. So they're moving Black Adam to October. I'm like, dang. You know, that was the next one up in July. So I'm like, okay. And then like, you know. Some time goes by, and I message you guys, and I'm like, dude, this is going to be a crazy end of the year. Black Adam in October, Flash in November, Aquaman in December. I'm like, something's not right. Then shortly later, they start announcing all the other moves. (sighs) Okay, I'm going to throw this out first. We got Black Adam is October 21st, 2022. And then Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods, has been moved up. December twelfth, twenty twenty two, which I think is smart. Those movies are similar, they connect, there better be some more connective tissue. Releasing them together, kind of. That's I, awesome.
0: I hope with them being together that there will be some form of connective tissue.
1: Exactly. And <clears throat> excuse me. The other I'm still sick people. I can't get or it's not COVID, but I can't get well. It's Ohio weather. Um but what kills me is I've said this before. I'm like, how are you going to do Shazam in 2023 when that f- film f- finished shooting before Aquaman did? Like when we got fandom, we had more behind-the-scenes footage and stuff of Shazam than we did of Aquaman. But yeah, Aquaman was going to come out in December. Well, now Aquaman's moved to March 17th of 2023. That makes sense to me. It has that kind of spring feel. I can dig that, okay? I wasn't really holding my breath for that one because I just had a feeling. Blue Beetle is August 18th, but the kicker, the kicker is the Flash has been moved from November of this year to June 23rd of 2023. Yeah. When this movie comes out, it'll have been nine years since Ezra Miller was cast and announced to have a Flash movie. Let me give you some of the dates that this movie was supposed to be out, okay? Yeah. March, March, I'll just give you March 23rd of 18, moved up to March 16th of 18, July 1st, 22, June 3rd, 2022, November 4th, 2022, now June 23rd. 23 (laughs) that's the one I feel the most kick in the face it's Ah. frustrating because they just put out all that trailer about you know the world needs heroes and like it was cool seeing that trailer in front of the Batman
0: and two of those movies won't be out this year
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) half of that
0: trailer won't be seen this year
1: and I'm just like you just come on Warner Brothers you done screwed up A.A. A. Ron come on. I'm like seriously uh. now granted I was doing some reading and you and I talked a little bit about this that the effects houses are backed up and all these movies are heavy effects
0: movies well yeah one, uh, uh, once a lot of production has begun to ramp up over this last year Especially late last year, um, yeah. There's there's a lot of movies that have a lot of uh, special effects that need work.
1: And the Flash is supposed to have over two thousand five hundred plus visual effects shots. That is on par with Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame.
0: Yeah, each one had about uh, well had over two thousand VFX shots.
1: So I'm like, okay, that makes sense but that's the one i think i was most excited for in the sense of the continuity and the fact that that was going to be the swan song for afflex batman we had talked about how cool it's going to be to have see batman 3 times this year on the big screen um you know and then next year next summer like it's, it's now it's a, a, over a year away like after my kids will finish this school year go through next school year and then my son will be ready to start third grade and my daughter will be ready to start first grade when this movie comes out. <laughs> like, that just makes my stomachs turn. <laughs> like, well, uh, well, Ezra
0: Miller was announced as The Flash before your kids were born. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Dude, Ezra Miller was announced as The Flash the day after The Flash premiered on the CW.
0: And he's not gonna get his solo movie until twenty twenty three that's that's wild. I mean, you hope something like this is is like a labor of love and a passion project, but it's hard to call it that you know,
1: and the thing is that means like any sequel or you know more of the flash is like how much longer down the road <laughs> um But, man, that one's just – it's a tough one. And the other thing I thought – okay, I I threw this at my friend Donovan. I was like, is it because that they want this year to be the year of the Batman and then they don't have any bat property? So next year, The Flash will have two Batman in it and they can really beef that up and have some bat-related property next year as well.
0: Well, I mean, I guess there's the potential for that, right? I mean, mean, we have Batgirl coming out, and who's to say what that's going to... Yeah,
1: hold on. We're getting there. We're going (laughs) to talk about that. Um, Because, you know, I'm trying to remember the years, but The Dark Knight came out, and I think it was The Dark Knight. Yeah. They moved Harry Potter 6 to the next year, so they would have another huge, massive film the following year instead of having it in the dark night in the same year. Um, and that's just interesting that they don't want to have too many DC. I mean, this was supposed to be the year of DC movies, like really kicking it off Four movies, man. And now we get three. I mean, we still get three. That's still a lot, you know, but it's just like, you've pushed it back and who knows what will happen. You know, who knows, um, at this point, because we're we're, st- we're still so far out, um, but I was really looking forward to seeing Black Adam over summer, and
0: yeah, I mean it's still my my most anticipated movie of those of those four. Um, it's the
1: one that feels the freshest, you know.
0: Yeah, I suppose.
1: I it, suppose it that's have...
0: definitely a, a part of it.
1: And I mean, we're both Snyder fans. We're not gonna lie, and. But the other ones have all the backlash with, you know, the change in things, the Snyder continuity that people fight and argue about. It's just, it brings a lot of negativity into the conversation. Um, but, which is ridiculous
0: because he's just trying to make, uh, good, uh, good films with lots of character work. And,
1: (laughs) right. So it just, it just, it, it just, it makes it rough enjoying things. Um, but, I, I don't know. I just I take it as it goes. So, back to Batgirl. You know, we were told that Batgirl is going to come out this year, 2022. It's a HBO Max original. It's going to be come out in December. This was we said at Christmas. And, like we've speculated, was it was going to be part of the fallout from The Flash. Because we have Michael Keaton's Batman, we have the Affleck Batmobile, and J.K. Simmons' Gordon. But we've heard nothing. And I mean, do you really think that they would push it, I mean, to Christmas of 2023? <sighs> I mean, I don't know. Like, with the way things are going, they, I mean, they could...
0: I was gonna say, do I see them doing it? Absolutely. I see them making that decision to do that if if it were to come down to it because I don't know. I guess they just things think things can continue (laughs) indefinitely and and hold the same momentum.
1: That see that's I mean, we talked about this (laughs) how what part of what killed Wonder Woman eighty four was they kept teasing it and then taking it away, teasing it and taking it away. There was no big ramp up hype. Like, you know, McFarlane was te- teasing where they're about to release the figures for Black Adam. And now I'm like, are they going to hold off a little bit longer now? Right. They start I, Releasing that stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that definitely took away from some of the hype. But I also think the movie itself shot itself in the foot. So. but
1: yeah. At least, I mean, at least I'm still getting super pets this year. Always makes me think of that scene in Deadpool. At least we still have Bowie. (laughs) He's like, Um, and then in other news, Flash-related news. I was reading an article in Entertainment Weekly about the Flash on CW. Like, they haven't done the renewals yet, and they're writing the season finale. And the showrunner, whose name evades me right now, is writing it to be a series finale and a season finale in case they don't get picked up for the for another season. So it's potentially like until we hear about renewals and everything that they're preparing for the end of the CW's Flash and that's real to me that's the end of the Arrowverse. Like the only arrow like true Arrowverse show still going is the Flash. Yeah. And I mean all the other ones have like these, you know, teeny connections and everything, but the heart is the flash. And this season's gotten like this season was good. Like the Armageddon thing was really good. It wasn't great, but it felt better. You know, the way let's see, I'm trying to think. The way season six ended was rough because of COVID. Season seven was just weird because of the there was one of the first shows back in production and the shooting. It you could tell it was off, but Season eight seems like they've come out. They've come back around. Um,
0: well, that's good to that's good to hear. I gotta. I'll have to work on catching up on that. So,
1: but yeah, hey, it's. I enjoy it. It's one of those like comfort shows. Like, I just enjoy it. It just takes me back, you know. And I can't believe it's on season eight. But
0: yeah, that is pretty nuts. I mean, I remember being so excited for that pilot to come out. Yeah. I, I didn't remember. get I didn't get the pilot before it came out. I watched it on TV.
1: Oh, I I got it before it came out. Thanks <laughs> to a friend uh re, um, what do you call it? A friend of mine sent it to me and he was like, "Here, man, you will enjoy this." And I was like, "Uh, do I? Do I not?" Yeah, I do.
0: <laughs> right.
1: And uh I think I watched it like 40 times. <laughs> and then I still watched it on TV just to see if there's anything that was different. I'm still just this pump to watch it. Um, but yeah, that's what I got in news. I don't think I missed anything else. It's, it's been a crazy time with trying to get caught up on stuff. And, but
0: yeah. Oh, you're oh, telling me. Th- here,
1: here, here's the last thing BuzzFeed has an awesome, which Batman matches your personality quiz. And I saw it and I took it this morning and then. I read the questions to my kids and let them pick. And then of course, Jania. So here's what we got. Tyler and Jania were Ben Affleck. If you're white, then you've been Affleck <laughs> and if you know that reference from a movie, you're awesome. Uh, Solomon. He's vengeance. He got Robert Pattinson. Selah. I'm Batman. She got Michael Keaton. She was not fun with that one. She was mad. Was,
0: yeah. <laughs> was she mad? <laughs> so that's cute. Yeah, I got Affleck too.
1: Janita even like tried changing some things up and kept coming up as Affleck, and I was like, I was like, huh, that's good. You, you're not that crappy Christian Bale Batman that we learned that just left Gotham to lie in ashes as all the villains from Blackgate are back on the street and Gordon's overrun and now. We have Detective Blake out there trying to be Batman with no money, no resources,
0: no training,
1: no no extensive years in the League of Shadows, you know, and, you know, no connections to Lucius Fox or anything. Even Alfred, like, day one is like, I'm Batman. (laughs) Oh, Batman ends.
0: Yeah, we did. We did catch that. You know, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure if I had said that before. I may have, but probably. Absolutely, like the prisoners of Blackgate and everything, everybody's escaped. And a lot of those people were in Arkham too because they they part of one of the things they did for the Dent Act was um kind of take away the insanity plea for a lot of those people because they would go into into Arkham, and then, you know, they wouldn't receive any treatment, or you know, they were just used for experiments, and all kinds of crap. Yep. Yep. And who knows, like, what the escape rate was uh, at that time, but, you know, that there was there's crazy people, there's tons of criminals that have been let loose on the streets, and all he cares about is stopping that bomb, and then Yep, the Gordon and the police force in Gotham can be overran by, you know, over uh, overworked by criminals. So,
1: anyways, we're going to pop over and it is now time to talk about Superman and Lois. Hey, we're going to press pause and hear a few words from our other podcasts on Press Play Podcast Network. Hello, Brooks here with the Books with Brooks Monthly Book Club Podcast. Here's how Books with Brooks works. We read one book a month, and then we talk about it. Classics like Stephen King's The Shining, debut novels like We Are the Brennans by Tracy Lang, and tons of other compelling, life-changing stories, one book and one month at a time. So come read along with us, and then listen in. This is Dan Jurgens, and if you want to have a good time, keep listening to the Krypton Report. Remember to check out Krypton Report on all social media platforms. Go to linktree.com slash Report. you find all of our information right there. And if you want to keep Krypton from exploding, join our $1 a month Patreon. That's right. For $1 a month, you'll get extra special content that you don't get on the main show, like movie commentaries and whatever else comes out of our mouths. So check it out, patreon.com slash Report. Because we want to.
0: So because it's it. awesome. Uh yeah, it's dope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. Anti-huros. It's like a hit of XK. <laughs> it's like taking a hit of XK.
0: <laughs>
1: Woo! Like Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> so here's a question. I was thinking about this. Who owns the Daily Planet now? If Morgan Edge is Tal Rowe and he's locked up, who owns the Daily Planet?
0: Yeah, Lois could go back to work there, right?
1: See, now you're getting where I'm now you're now you're smelling what I'm laying down.
0: But she does her own her own newspaper now. Just saying. Yeah, the Smallville Gazette does not have the circulation that the Daily Planet does. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's all I'm
1: saying. But, anyways, yeah, so. Keep moving on. <clears throat> so. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. I went to a high school with a buddy named Kyle Anderson. We played in bands and stuff together. So every time I say Anderson, that's what I think of. Um, he has Clark imprisoned.
0: It's imprisoned it's with Talro. Yeah,
1: now he's yeah. Luckily, now he's hanging out with his brother. Man, yeah, because that that's
0: gonna go well. The two two Kryptonians sharing a cell together. <laughs>
1: And then we get we we cut to the sheriffs are busting into Smallville High School with the the uh police dogs and, of course, John trying to quit. Um, and he's like, um, "Give them to me, and I won't get caught. I'm a good kid." Blah blah blah. Gets caught, straight up twenty inhalers. <laughs> the the police dog is right there. Give them to me. <laughs> the, the, uh, isn't it Lois that refers to him as like space narcotics or whatever?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: And dude, I'll tell you this Jordan, alas, whose name flat out is Jorel, I'm sorry. Um, this dude can show great emotion in his face of just that fear of, you know, the disappointment, the the way his parents look at him, like, dude, he is really, really talented with it, when he's getting ripped by Lois, very impressive,
0: that, yeah, this storyline, the, I brought this up in the last episode too, like, the storyline with the XK and the inhalers and stuff, like, Nobody brings up the fact that they're that he's part Kryptonian. Right, and even and, low- and they don't know what that's what effect that's going to have on him.
1: That's what made me the most angry when they were arguing and fighting is it's like they're trying to look at this just as like a regular parent. And I'm like, you're not even thinking okay. In in 2 years, you know, a little over a year, your son finds out his father is Superman. His brother develops powers. You move him. Everything that was his or his life is gone. Like he is nothing anymore. And he starts taking this drug that's gonna give him powers like his brother. There I don't want to say there's a lenience there, but there should be a larger understanding.
0: Yeah. Well, even at this even at this point, uh John Henry Irons is is laying in a hospital bed. Like, he doesn't even have the chance to work with him, either.
1: So yeah, he I mean, literally
0: has nothing going on besides football.
1: And I have in my notes, like, there is no mention of John Irons in this episode.
0: No, I don't think, not in this episode. I, I'm trying to think in one of the last two episodes. It must have been the last one. They said something about uh John, but... Just one line of dialogue.
1: Yeah. Um, do you not have John in the budget, man? Because we're missing him. And also, you know, Clark, Clark is in prison. You know who could help Clark? The Flash. You know who was supposed to be a team?
0: The These Justice people.
1: League? <laughs> or the Super Friends? whatever okay like his cousin who sucks because she just went on ratted herself out and lives in her own pocket universe okay yeah whatever you know what superman being arrested for treason should be a little bit of a bigger deal and i'm sorry but why is no one helping like the i want to see barry and clark again together I would have loved to have been like just – you have Tao Rowe and Clark sitting there, and Clark's just tapping. He's like, just wait, Tal. Just wait. And all of a sudden you see the Flash runs in, takes out the guards, frees them both. Boom. <laughs> or or, ev- or even better, runs in, takes out the guards, pulls Superman out. Tal blinks, and there's Superman sitting outside the prison, and Tal's inside the prison. And he just smiles and flies away. <laughs> right. And Anderson's crying.
0: And Anderson's crying. <laughs> well, speaking of Anderson, man, that dude is a even even a bigger D in this episode. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, like he just yeah. one ups himself every episode.
1: I I I didn't put in my notes. Like, wouldn't it be an interesting twist if if Tal somehow became like a a member of like the Suicide Squad? Like, I don't even know where that is anymore in this TV series. But if they did something like that,
0: like a Task Force X. Um, I mean, Argus still exists. <laughs> but. Right.
1: That's why I'm like, I don't even know anymore. I'm trying to keep up with everything. The writers don't even know. They, they they done screwed Pooch.
0: Yeah. I mean, after Crisis, I'm not even sure if they had an idea of what to do after Crisis. And then COVID certainly did not help that matter. They, and then canceling um, multiple shows didn't help either. They had an idea.
1: And it went to poo-poo.
0: But anyway, we, we, we love what we
1: got with Superman and Lois. Yes, it is the highlight still. And I have a question. And so they decide that they're gonna Anderson's gonna torture Tao. And he throws on a green K collar on him. But wouldn't the green K be nullified by the red solar lamps? It wouldn't affect them. Um, Jeannie and I had a very long discussion about this that proves that my wife is amazing and just as nerdy as I am because there is no scientific evidence about any of the seriousness of this. But we really did have an extensive conversation about this. Right. So...
0: (laughs) Well, I don't know. I mean, would the red solar lamps negate the radiation that comes off of kryptonite? I would think that the radiation itself, although we have seen in other iterations where when they don't have their powers, they are no longer hurt by kryptonite, which I think is still, which I think is still a kind of, should be more of a genetic thing as opposed to because kryptonite radiation is affecting their biology. (laughs) Our right. radiation doesn't affect their biology, but our radiation will kill us.
1: Right. And that's kind of where I sit. Like, the green attacks them because their bodies are acting different on earth.
0: Yeah. They, they, they have, they have a, um, a similar mineral makeup, chemical and mineral makeup of their body to what comes from krypton. So,
1: you know, that's, that's just us talking nerd here, but yeah, that was my, uh,
0: yeah. I always, I always thought that, that Kryptonians should always, no matter if they have their powers or not, would be affected by kryptonite because that's a biological thing. The only thing that would do that, that would stop it is nullifying the radiation because the radiation is specific to Kryptonians. And just because you have your powers removed via something else doesn't make you not a Kryptonian.
1: Mm, see, mm. which makes me wonder: by with Jordan doing the XK, would green kryptonite affect him while the XK is in his system?
0: Well, that's interesting because we see that this uh, we see that Bizarro is powered up by kryptonite. Um,
1: yeah, hold on, hold on. Don't go there. Yet, Cause I got super excited when that happened.
0: Well, we saw a little bit of it in the last episode, which I forgot to mention is he had an inhaler of green kryptonite before he flew off in the containment suit. Mm, You're right. I forgot you're to, right. I forgot to, uh, talk about that <laughs> because it, it comes back in a big way in this episode. <laughs> And we know that the XK weakens him, so I don't know. Does, like, does, like, John on XK become nullified to Kryptonite for a temporary time period? I don't know. I don't know. So,
1: we'll find out today. Um... I totally lost my train of thought Sorry, Sorry. <laughs> no, no no, that's me um, So Tao basically says that he's going to Basically rat Clark out And tell Anderson What he knows about Cal The truth about Cal Anderson um, Gets the coordinates For where the prisoner is And basically Clark gave him the coordinates To the Fortress of Solitude The Ice Fortress of Solitude There, they find Bizarro's helmet. Of course, Anderson gets pissed. And uh, it looks like Tal and Cal were playing the guards because they start fighting each other. The guards come in, and they use it as a moment to slip out and uh, use the guards' weapon to take out the power to the red lamps and bust out of there. And Anderson's left crying. And scared because he's a little cracker.
0: Well, at this point, he is ignoring calls from his superior, from uh, mm-hmm. Hardcastle. Yep. Yeah, he's ignoring calls, and and before he goes off the reservation, he discusses uh, how she—that's what she's going to do—is take his authority away. And he's not, he, he, he's dodging her call because if she doesn't talk to him, like, it, he he's still, still has, charge. he's still in charge. So somebody <laughs> tells him he's not.
1: Cause Sam's making <laughs> some calls. We forgot to mention Sam's poking around, um, making some calls and trying to dig into some things. So we're going to pause on, uh, Tal and Cal for a second. We're going to jump back. Sarah's not talking to Kyle. So who, does sarah call to talk to about coming from a broken home she calls that girl to talk to someone about her father cheating on her mother she calls the girl that she cheated on jordan
0: with oh is that who that was i wasn't sure who i wasn't sure who she called
1: yeah so the girl that she kissed at camp that basically she felt like she cheated on Jordan and felt bad about with, she calls to talk to about her father cheating on her mother. Um,
0: okay. That's part of, uh, I'm going to have to watch again. Well, Jamie hasn't watched this episode yet, so I have to What the heck, so We'll Jamie? watch it again. Tell her I, again. I watched it without her. I was, come on, son. <laughs> I watch it without that? her for this.
1: <laughs> so I just want to throw that out there. Of course, Kyle does show up um, and see Sarah at the end. And they talk. Kyle, Sarah, and her
0: mom and Sophie were putting all of Kyle's stuff in the garage at the start of the episode. Well, he's trying to call Sarah the whole episode and she keeps ignoring him. Of course. Um, so. I
1: think that's, let's see if there's anything Well, else. so there's okay.
0: that, but then, then there's the, um, the other thing that goes along with, with Sarah and their family is, um, oh, the uh, the mayor, he is trying to say that he is about family values and, and, um, uh, you know, like the whole, the whole, uh, American dream family, whatnot, and, he's trying to push that uh, for himself. And I like Lana's nice comeback at the, I don't have it word for word um, in front of me, but I liked her comeback at his little, uh, his little get together at the diner, um, which is very.
1: We're so a family. She says like, we're all, we're such a big family, but yet when a member of this family, is uh going through the worst time of their entire life, you shun them and turn your back
0: on them? Yeah, well she was consi- she was she was more pointing out how during the hardest time of their family he is attacking yeah. a family. Like does that support family values when you're attacking a family who is going through one of the hardest times their family has ever gone through?
1: Nope. Mayor D bag.
0: Exactly. <laughs> the bog. <Yeah. laughs> like,
1: I think him and Anderson should just hold hands and skip. <laughs> Down the street to Smallville.
0: Yeah. Which was really cool because, uh, Lana got, Lana got the pep talk from Lois. Dude, I um,
1: love, I told you, Nia, I love seeing Lana and Lois as friends.
0: Yeah. Uh, Lois saying... you know, Lois saying that, He is trying to call a mother. A bad mother. And she's like. That's that's wrong on so many levels. And you'll figure out how to do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. This mayor needs a kick in the. (laughs) Kowatches. So. Back to Tal and Cal. They're seeing their mom. And they're in the desert. And then. What do my wandering eyes see? But not little tiny reindeers. No, no. We see Anderson rolling up. Anderson has decided to start taking XK. He took a crap ton of inhalers. And he is going to go after them using XK. It's kind of weird to me when you hate somebody or something so much that you basically become them to stop them.
0: Yeah.
1: So he's mad about the Kryptonians and the aliens, but yeah, he's going to use their powers to stop them. And he, of course, attacks the, the
0: brothers, Cal and Tao. Yeah. He sends in a kryptonite missile uh, and uses kryptonite gas to, to weaken Cal and Tal. and And then he comes in huffing his XK and attacking them, trying to shoot Bizarro, who is behind a protected force field right now. He's imprisoned. and uh, then then Cal's mother releases him to take the fight to uh, Anderson. And this is where we get three more green kryptonite bullets shot into Bizarro.
1: Right. So he's got the upper hand. So Lara releases Bizarro and asks him to save her son's.
0: Uh, and we get a pretty intense fight going on. Dude, Bizarro
1: does great. And, cause he gets shot, like you said, by the green K and gets stronger. But then, um, Anderson starts breaking a bunch of XK dust that messes him up. And then Anderson kills Bizarro. Dude, straight up, he kills Bizarro.
0: Yeah, he was choking him out, and then and then they even had the subtitles of uh, uh, or the caption of bones cracking. I hated
1: it, but at the same time, it made sense. Like just because it's a shock, it also it could have been weird trying to keep bizarre around for the entire show. But but it was it was pretty intense. Um, And then he almost—I thought he killed Tao, dude, because he shot. And we see that Tao gets shot in the chest by some green K okay. and um, Superman, you know, takes him up to the sun, doesn't seem to help. But then we get a shot of Tao in the red sun prison, waking up and Superman leaving. But I thought Tao was dead,
0: which is a pretty awesome um special effects shot where he flies him out into space out, into the sun, uh, out to get the unfiltered sun rays. And, which is really cool, which is why I like when, which is why I always like these shots when they have Superman, um, uh, going out into space. He's flying out past the atmosphere Mm -hmm. where he gets unfiltered yellow solar radiation. Yep. Um, that, and that's what, that's why what charges him up faster. Like, Henry Cavill does that. Brandon Routh does that. Uh, it's Superman super- Man for Tomorrow, this the animated movie, um, does that. It should be a staple of all Superman. Yeah.
1: I got to pause for a second. Okay. So the episode pretty much wraps up with Clark ripping Jonathan, learning about what he... The drugs and Jonathan looking scared as his father talks about representation and his values and his family and what they've taught him. And then we, Anderson shows up with to Allie with the medallion. The ultimate D bagness. He said, Superman told me to look into you, you're dangerous, but I thought I'd bring you this. And I'm like, dude, you can, if anyone's getting arrested for treason. It's Anderson. Like, you can hate Superman, dude, but you just betrayed everybody with this one move.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You betrayed your entire military career for this one move. Um, yeah, it's just the, the, yeah, Clark and, and John, he says, uh, doesn't matter what happens. If you have to go to a school the next town over, you have to do it online. You're going to finish out school. Um, You know, this is, this has got to be the end of his football career, right? I mean, they're not letting him play football, especially, uh, especially
1: getting powers
0: and then, and then taking drugs to get these powers and lying about it and it becoming this problem. Clearly, um, part of it was the military was taking this XK and Like who created the inhalers? I think it was the military. How did it get on the streets of Smallville? I think it, think it had to have been like Anderson possibly.
1: Possibly. Or we'll find out. Like where's Candace getting it? Still. So that's my thing is like we need to find out somebody's supplying like these kids with it. Maybe some. Well, we'll it seemed
0: like, it it seemed like Allie's person was involved in the removal of the XK Is is she have something to do with it?
1: Potentially. We're going to find out, aren't we? But hey, there's another good episode though. And Bizarro's dead. and Now I feel like I should listen to Superman's Dead by Our Lady Peace, but about Bizarro. <laughs> but I want to thank our listeners for listening. This was the Krypton Report. We want to thank our Patreons, part of the Don't Let Krypton Explode $1 Club. Check that out and see all the fun that we have over there. And remember... We just want to say, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please check out other podcasts on the Press Play Podcast Network. But also, if you love Superman and DC Comics, please listen to the following. The Last Sons of Krypton, Superman the Animated Podcast... Holy Batcast, the Geek of Steel, digging for kryptonite, the aspiring Kryptonian, the All-Star Superfan Podcast,
0: is Superboy the Legacy Podcast. Enjoy.